The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. Uh, Glad to have you on board, and thank you for your support. Well, uh, whenever it came to selecting a formula and a format uh, for this latest podcast... Uh, I went uh, to the map and found the London Borough of Wandsworth, which has uh, created two of the uh, the finest uh, tournament water skiers in the world. Obviously, you know of uh, Freddie Winter, who uh, who I say ad nauseum is from that uh, from that blessed borough. But also, uh, we've got uh, Joel Poland, who comes from that from that same borough as well. I mean, two two boroughs at about three three square miles have produced two of the greatest uh, skiers in the world today so uh, say hi to the good folks gentlemen howdy how's it going hello everyone i just actually would like to say that i'm wandsworth born and bred and joel's a pretender he moved there so it, it's not quite the same spicy <laughs> <laughs> all right then so you're actually specifically from clapham right yeah i spent a lot of time in clapham but um originally i'm from uh I've forgotten the name of it now. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm from. He's from the moon. We all I'm know a that. Lost boy. But uh, he spent when I first knew Joel. He lived in Knightsbridge, and ah, I just remember before that it was in Crystal Palace, actually. Crystal Palace. Yeah. Oh wow. Moving all around. Oh, you moved around a little bit. You're a bit of a nomad. So you're slowly moving south. Crystal Palace down to where well, is Crystal Palace in the north or south? Crystal Palace is south of the river. Way way south. What, I mean, we're towards what do I know? towards Croydon. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good old Croydon. Okay. Love a bit of Croydon. Spent a bit of time in Balham and then moved to Clapham. Balham. It was like, it's Get like Harlem. Balham. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everyone's really bored of talking about London areas. All right. Yes, indeed, indeed. Let's uh, let let's go on to skiing, okay? Because I mean, uh, the se- uh, the season is is almost done, uh, say for about uh, two uh, two or three uh, of events. I mean, starting off with the Malibu Open right here in Limanland. Uh, I understand this is one of the first times that uh, that each of you have been have been here. Is that correct? Yeah, it's my first time here. You've been here before, right? Rafa? I was right, here in 2015 for the Malibu Cup, so seven and a half years ago. That's quite a long time, actually. Okay, so uh, so what do you reckon to the site there, uh, Joel? First time, first uh, first first blush skiing on it. Yeah, I've had a couple sets today, and it's feeling pretty good. You know, we've we've had a long drive on the way down, so I didn't. I wouldn't say I've skied great, but I'm feeling pretty ready for a tournament tomorrow. There's definitely good potential here. And Freddie here, uh, uh, confident, uh, is running at an all-time high. Uh, he is won the uh, the Mastercraft Pro, which took place over at uh, Lake Grew uh, about about a week or so ago. So, how does that play into your preparations here, Freddie? Oh, it's an interesting one. I mean, we've got uh, three weekends in a row. Uh, Mastercraft, Malibu, and then Travers next week, the Grand Prix, uh, and three different boats. So I certainly didn't get carried away in any celebrations. Uh, you know, as Joel well knows, you, you've got to, when you win, you've got to enjoy it, but then not sort of lose the plot and, and take your after ball. So I've tried to very quickly kind of come back and, and think about this tournament and how I'm going to prepare. So hopefully some good stuff uh, for a second weekend in a row. 
Yes, indeed. Very, very important not to lose the plot going forwards. And, uh, and, and I mean, Joel last week, I mean, didn't quite get up to the top of the top of the rung in slalom. But uh, but I mean, he certainly, certainly had a, a better than average uh, day of day of jumps. And one thing that kind of stood out for me, I believe you opted up, didn't you? You went in. What was what was it on on 30 meters and you opted straight up? No, 35. You went yeah, in. I went uh, in well, 35, 35 and opted up to 39. Wow, that 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 must have, that must have been a thrill to uh, to to have made it through that second pass, having opted up. Honestly, at that point, it was just uh, I figured I wanted the headwind 39. It was probably going to be a little bit easier for me. My aim is just to run 39 at this point. I mean, I'm still pretty early in my slalom career, and uh, I was trying to save energy for jump. <laughs> I didn't want to do another pass and then have to wear myself down a little bit. So it was almost a bit of a tactical move, I guess. Okay, we'll talk to that. Talk to that in a little bit. But I mean, uh, but but I mean, Freddie. I mean, that that takes some serious nards to uh, to opt up through uh, uh, from from twelve all the way through to ten seven five, right? To me, it's not even the opt up. It's the fact that you're doing thirty nine second pass. You know, we had to start at thirty five, and I was on the dock. I was right after Joel. Um, he was uh, first off. I was second off uh, in the final, and I and I watched him. I'm like, well, yep, okay. Well, if there's one thing I know is that Joel's fearless. Also, he probably knew. I'd say I don't want to be unfair on you, Joel, but probably you knew that your, your event that day was jump, and that you know you you had a good chance in slalom if you really killed it. And I mean, you went for it, which was yeah, 100%. bloody bloody well impressive. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, you got to run thirty nine at a pro event to do any kind of damage. If you don't run thirty nine, so nothing's going to work. For so you. in for the penny, in for the pound. So yeah, I mean, take the headwind or dollar. It's about the same, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is around the pound. <laughs> I, I, I think the pound has like dropped to. I, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty weak at the moment. But uh, about the only thing that is a weak is these 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 two guys are by the side of me. We, we were having very serious economical discussions on the way up uh, on our eight-hour drive yesterday. We got into politics. We got into economics. Uh, we got into currency fluctuation, inflation. It was. Uh, we got into a little bit of everything, actually. really, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Some highfalutin, high, uh, high, high octane conversation there. So, uh, I mean, talking currency and to side and, ev- and everything like that. So, uh, what, what, what new? I mean, what, what stuff that comes that comes in for the United Kingdom? Do you do you uh, grad- gravitate towards so far as news is concerned? Obviously, the main thing that uh, that went on in the last week or so was the was a QE2's funeral and with and the investiture of uh, uh, of of, uh, of Charles the Third. I mean, I mean, does that I mean does that at all interest you or anything, or or is it just day to day with you guys? I feel like Fred is definitely more interested in English politics than I am. I wasn't too big of a politic guy when I left England, and I'm still not too into politics. But I know Fred's a little more involved. Yeah, I mean, I. I read the news every day. I have a subscription to the Times. Um, to the Times, of course yeah. you do. <laughs> well, they suckered me in. It was like a, it was a, you know, ninety-nine cents a month for the first six months, and I think now it's fifteen. But the, I, I'm sort of stuck at fifteen dollars. I'm stuck at checking the app five times a day. But um, yeah, I thought. I mean, personally, I had a lot of generous people get in touch with me, as I'm sure you guys both did, sort of saying, "Oh, I'm sorry about the Queen when she died," and I was like, "Well, it's very nice of you, but you know." 96 years old like let, let's not cry about it too much let's no let's, no let's she be had good innings that, yeah she had a good innings exactly 96 and um i'm probably more of an anti-monarchist now than i was 
purely because as a result of the Queen's death they cancelled football two weeks in a row which was just a load of nonsense I mean like she'd have wanted it to go on I, I believe that she was really into sport and I mean I couldn't watch Man United lose twice maybe it was a mercy honestly but um, yeah no I'm not uh, I mean I, the Royal Family I mean it's great I don't particularly care much about it but I think it's, uh, it's nice to have it's differentiated for the country but I mean I think that we shouldn't really spend too much time worrying about them What about you? What's your team? You know, I do not watch football, but this guy bullied me enough when I was a kid, so I know that Manchester United is the flag I hold. It worked. (laughs) It worked. Excellent stuff. Our friend Nathan McGarry will be listening to that bit and going, oh, good job, Joel. Good Good job. job. There you go. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Hammers fan myself. I don't I don't I don't know uh, don't know what you have to say about that. No. R- rough season for you. Yeah, it is. And a bit take, of... taking Man United's leftovers in in managers with David Moyes. <laughs> well, what can I say? I don't have anything by by way of a response to that. So, all right then. So we're here at the Malibu Open. Uh, obviously, obviously, you're look you're looking to try and keep. Uh, uh, actually, to close down the gap uh, in points between yourself and and Will Asher and on the uh, uh, the water ski pro tour, not uh, but uh, uh, I don't don't know whether you could do that with this or other tournaments going forward. But uh, I mean, it's 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 been an exciting season, wouldn't you say, with uh, with with all the results that are coming from Europe and a whole number of different formats of uh, of, of cropped up, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's been an incredible season in a lot of ways. We've had one of the biggest in terms of slalom tournaments. I think there'll be 15 this year, but when it's all when all said and done, um, maybe even 16. But I think what's been the coolest thing this year is probably the standard seems to have just moved up a little bit. It's no longer, you know, you get around four and you're guaranteed a podium. We saw Dane the other day run three and a half at 41 at California Prime and he came fourth, which was rough for him, but, I mean, amazing for the sport. Will Ash has been on fire, um incredible obviously nate's been doing well what about this guy oh i'm at the bottom of the pack (laughs) i'm still (laughs) trying to find my way through and claw up at the same time you know you've got uh john travers again unfortunately for him at the california prime ran three at 41 and didn't make the final you know that's crazy that just wouldn't have ever happened 10 years ago five years ago so you've got those that it's not just at the very top that it's that it's very very uh tight and and, and getting bigger but everyone's moving up and, and joel is one of those guys hit boy three at uh ten two five last weekend um i think fairly you didn't get that boy joel i don't know i knew it was initially called three I, or something i didn't give it to me either okay well, that was <laughs> good of you well done um but yeah it's it's been a, it's been a phenomenal year really excited for slalom skiing all right then. Now let's turn the let's swing the attention towards overall skiing, you know, because there's been a there's been a number of events that have uh, that have taken place uh, this summer as well that combine all three events, slalom tricks and jump. So overall, it's getting a little bit of a revival as well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we've got this overall tour going on at the moment. There's been three stops. We've got one more at the end of the year, and it's kind of been all over the world, which has been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. The side of that overall tour I'm really enjoying is we're actually all pretty much the same group of people traveling around to each event, and we've become really good friends. Bit like a circus, huh? Yeah, like we're a traveling circus. We're all living together. It's it's actually a really good time. Yeah, and I noticed that you have a certain a certain camaraderie with uh, with with the skier that finished second overall in the last World Championship. So Dorian Llewellyn, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, me and Dorian are buddies. I mean, obviously you get on the dock you snap in it's competition and you're against each other but you know you're always rooting for each other in a sense 
Like, he doesn't want to beat me if I ski bad. He wants me to ski well and then beat me at my best. And vice versa. So, at that sense, we're both pushing each other. And I think it's really cool. Like, you don't often find that in sport where you can be friends with your biggest competitor mm-hmm. I think one of, on, on that point actually one of my favourite moments of the year actually that I saw was last weekend when, uh, when Joel and Dorian had just skied I think they had a 225 and a 224 and then Freddie goes out and does 230 first jump and Dorian turns around and shouts to Joel hey Joel we suck you know? Yeah, I heard that. I think that that actually made it onto onto the audio for yeah. the uh, for the for the webcast on that one. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, there, there's a lot of revival in the sport in so many quarters. I mean, I mean, slalom's obviously going to be up there, but tricks uh, uh, as well is uh, certainly certainly getting a good shot in the arm. And, and overall, you know, I mean, well, it's well, look at tricks this weekend. I think that's probably one of the things I'm most excited about this weekend is is the they're doing a trick demonstration where they're going to show off this new invention of, of Donald Connolly, who has put together this instant trick scoring system, which, to my mind, is going to revolutionise the sport of trick skiing, and it's going to make it the, something that can really lead the sport. I was talking to Joel about it last night. Trick skiing is, is the, the, the event in the sport that can really, you know, it can be put on anywhere. But the format so for, so far of like you know waiting for ten minutes for someone's score to come out and then waiting for half an hour for the trick sheet to be yeah finalized, exactly that's held it back. There's no tension. There's no reason to watch it. It's boring when you've got to wait for, you know until the whole thing's finished to know who's who's won. You know, and the whole thing's finished by twenty minutes. So this new innovation, I think, can really put trick skiing to the forefront of water skiing, and I think that's really exciting. Um, and I I think you know the way it's going to be handled by the webcast tomorrow, I'm going to be watching it really excitedly. What do you say there, Joel? I mean, because you're going to be in the thick of it front and centre. You know, I think it's great for everyone who's not standing on the dock next and finding out the score of the guy that just went. That side of it is something we're trying to get used to because we've had a couple of events this year with the overall tour where we have the instant score. And we've been getting the scores before we go out and trick, which for us trickers is something we've never had to deal with before. But every other skier has. Every other you know skier I mean? has, like, it's, yeah. it's just catching up. It's like, hey... Oh, 100%. Hey. I think it's brilliant for the sport. It's great to have it. But 100%, it threw me off guard on the first time, you know, I'm standing on the dock and they tell me the guy that just went out tricked more points than what I can trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Okay. Well, did Joel Poland get intimidated? Yeah, he I did indeed. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, that's breaking news, wouldn't you say there? <laughs> let's, let's get a headline in the Times. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, your overly expensive Times subscription. Man, you man, you made yourself sound pretentious there, didn't you? Oh, I don't know. Good to keep up with things. Well, I'm I'm more more of an ESPN guy myself, but there, never mind. Well, or, Joel's the son, so at least uh, at least we're above him. <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's uh, kind of lost its luster a little bit over the last few years i do have to say but there you go but anyway uh enough about that let's uh, let's continue on a little bit we're heading towards the end of the season obviously some of uh some of you are making plans as to what you're going to do after the last competition I, I assume you'll be you'll be at the miami pro won't you joel i can't make it to miami i'm going to be in mexico and you and, and I understand you'll be there, right? Wild horses couldn't pull me away, Tony. <laughs> all right then. So, all right then. Let's 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 assume that we've gotten to that point of the season. What you're going to do afterwards? Obviously, obviously, Me- Mexico is calling your name. I've got a pretty fun off season. Honestly, I'm going here, there, and everywhere. I'm spending a bit of time in Bali. Might head to Canada for a little bit. A bit of time in Mexico, and I'll probably end up in Chile at some point. 
he reads the times and you and you end off vacationing to all these I make f- the times that's not that's not yeah that's very good Joel I'm gonna get fat <laughs> uh, that's been the first thing I'm gonna work on uh, I'm gonna go and eat all the fast food and have a beer or two and um well you won't find any shortage of that in this part of the world no well uh <laughs> yeah I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna start enjoying myself it's it you know I I, I, I would say I'd fairly professional through the summer and and uh you know try and stay in shape and stuff and i think that when that pressure of tournaments is off i'm gonna relax a little bit and probably not at not look at a water ski for a few uh for a few weeks okay okay that sounds that sounds good now once you do get off back from vacation a very long vacation for you and you fattening up uh, for the, the the other side then then the focus starts uh, on the world championships which as of this time no one knows where it's going to be and no one knows when it's going to be so how does that play into your planning uh, for, uh, around that tournament I know, I, know, I know there's a big long season and everything and, obvi- and obviously there is a shift in focus for pro skiers towards the water ski pro tour as it should be but the world championships is the world championships so Freddie let me allow you to answer that one first until an event is announced i'm you know it might be that we don't even have one in 2023 right it could be that if no if no place is um is announced then we don't have one so um you know to be honest with you i'm going to start next season and my big aim for the start of the first six months of next year is to win moomba i came second this year and i've never done that well down there apart from that so i've I've put my flights i put my accommodation already i'm ready to go so and you've got and you and you've got permission to actually uh, go in don't you well i mean i'll get the visa like um you know as joel and i both know you (laughs) you know don't go in without the correct visa or you'll get turned away um but yeah i think uh world's you know what do i've just got to be a better water skier on the day of worlds when that is i mean i'm going to aim to be a better water skier at the start of next year yes when we find out when it is and where it is i mean frankly it's it's going to happen in the usa towards the second in the second half of next year right i mean that's what's almost certainly going to happen so that's what i'm looking at right now unless unless you know maybe spain picks it up or i don't know well i spoke spoke to ricardo on the whole issue and he's and he's steering well clear of it so so you're probably right it is going to be in the united states now question is where in the united states because there are a whole slew of facilities that could potentially hold it and with with the right marketing and stuff they they might be able to uh what about you joel i wouldn't mind if it was back at jack's it went quite well for me last time (laughs) i think it did uh what what i think it went well quite well for joel wouldn't you say went unbelievably well and i mean i'd like to have another bite of the cherry so i mean it, it's a phenomenal place I, I wonder um you know it was it was the best worlds that really ever happened in terms of uh the level of skiing in terms of the the, the webcasting just the whole aura around it there was no negativity like there had been at the previous worlds where they were at inappropriate sites and of course those dockside interviews and the jumping event were just completely out of this world yeah that was very stressful actually i, I mean I, I had to I, I i took on the job and then kind of realized i don't really know what i'm doing here and i'm about to enter you know these hyped up jumpers world and i don't want to annoy them oh, so it's a scary place isn't it it was a little bit it was a lot more low-key last weekend at the mascot pro um i can tell you that much indeed indeed so uh so i mean how what do you how what was your response to uh, to the whole deal i'm not too worried about worlds where the worlds will be next year i mean wherever they end up we'll we'll have some kind of warning and i'll be training and i'll be ready to ski it's case sarah sarah whatever will be if will anything be. it's a, like a little bit of motivation to be ready for any time at any place indeed indeed but, but what we can say for sure is it's not going to happen at two months notice 
Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no yeah. way that's going to happen. So if they can't find somewhere, it'll happen in 2024, and and there we go. Okay. All right then. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna start to uh, to put a bow on the end of this uh, podcast. Is 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 there are there any issues that either of you two want to bring up a little bit? You know, for the for the benefit of the li- listeners. I mean, put your, put yourself in the listener's point of view and and like think to yourself is. I, I'm, I want Joel Poland and Freddie Winter to, to 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 say something, you know, to uh, to clarify some stuff that goes on, like left foot and right foot. I was going to ask this exact same thing. I was, I was going. My my question to Joel was: Do you think it's made you a better skier, or do you think you're a weird person? I'm definitely a weird person. It's made me a better skier. It's a little bit of both. I was about to get controversial there, though. I was thinking, um, okay, if there's one thing about tournament water skiing, I'd love to change. Go, go for it. Some tents on the sideline. The sun is killing me. <laughs> yeah, we don't have tents. away. Yeah. Sorry, organisers, but like that's the that's my one complaint. Everything else you seem to be nailing for me. I'm sorry, but we're a few years away from having a dome stadium. You know what we're saying. <laughs> but that would but that would be impressive though if it ever happened. So, uh, that that little hint of controversy to one side. How did you know? How when was the first instance that you realised? Hey, listen. I'm better off slaloming on left foot, or I'm better tricking on my right foot. And, and when he realised how much easier it is to ski as a left foot forward slalomer, <laughs> <laughs> right, Joel? <laughs> I uh, I did not have a choice in being left or right foot. I used to switch feet pretty much every set at one point because I didn't know my lefts and rights. And eventually, somebody said you should be a lefty, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that, and stuck with it for a while. But wasn't the story that your dad bought a trick ski with the with the back boot? pushed in the direction to make your right foot forward skier well, so it's like there you that's go that's how I became the slalom skier of a left foot and then trick I learned on the cable right foot forward and he never even thought about being left or right foot where did you go cable Prince's cable Thorpe Thorpe cable no no I started off at Prince's oh did you really yeah I started off at Prince's wow. I used to go around on that thing for hours and I found a trick skier I went right foot because it was easier it's easier to cut away from the, the center right yeah yeah and, and then heel side cut the first trick ski i ever went around on the cable was actually callum heath he's here today i bought that trick ski off him and he's a righty there you go <laughs> there you go and that's yeah, how i, that's how I learned it. the reverse flip is on the cable just cutting away and, and i mean it's just pretty agricultural but it yeah. sort of works all right then and also just to, just to point out i mean this is a nice little quirk uh, joel poland actually has a tattoo on his right ankle just to remind himself that whenever he goes tricking it's the tattoo t- tattoo foot forward right that's not the exact meaning behind it but i'm gonna roll with that one no the meaning is it's a pineapple because he's a pine in the ass <laughs> <laughs> half 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 okay what what have you identified any physical quirks with uh, with Freddie skiing that you want to highlight? To be fair, I've watched him ski a fair bit, and there's nothing that I would say he's doing wrong. It's just the fact that he pulls long and he won't ever admit it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, I guess I do. I do. It, it's a failure. I mean, I do end up pulling long. The problem is, my onside is is strong. I mean, that's probably the best part of my skiing, so I can kind of get away with pulling long to some degree but it doesn't help rhythm and it kind of messes yeah. me up on the other side and so that's the thing I see it every now and then you get into a bit of trouble and you long, just pull a hard. little too long you come into the next boy too hot and then you're down course and that yeah. well it's not it's not that I'm down course because I don't because I I feel like I'm able to turn in the right yeah. spot it's just that I have, I'm so loaded that it completely screws me into the offside yeah. which is already not the strongest part of my skill yeah. 
Okay, so going into the off season, what things are you working on? Maybe not pulling quite as long, or just just loading up a little better behind the boat. I mean, I think actually, to be fair, I, I've watched myself back in a bunch of the tournaments. I don't think I'm pulling long in the, you know, normally it's been better. But I think that you know the aim has got to be to stay more over my feet in 25. Don't shoot my feet out in front and then kind of roll on the inside. That's like that's kind of what I'm working on. I think that's where I've had a bit more success this year of, of turning my offside more consistently is from a lot of work I did through the winter this year so um, yeah that's that's the aim all right then and obviously your off season is complicated by the fact that you're not haven't got just one but three events to work with and obviously the one that tends to get the most attention is tricks so what's the new trick what what's the latest trick that Joel Poland is working on and is ready to release upon an unsuspecting world either on YouTube or on TikTok. That was the first question I asked him this morning. How yep. funny is that? Yeah, I get that one a lot. Um, I was trying some Mob 7s the other day. I've landed a few of those, but they're not... Oh, you've landed it? I've landed it once, but it wasn't very credit. I kind of slipped it, so I was trying to do a few of those. Took a few edges. Next thing you know, I've got a jump tournament, so I had to back off of that. <laughs> I guess if any judge, see, any judge sees a Mob 7, their head's about to explode. Yeah. And then I tried a few last year where I was doing it over the line. So backflip, Mob 7, over the rope. Okay. So that, that, that would that be, that would be very n- big 993 points. <laughs> With the current trick judging, it'll probably be like 800. Yeah. Yeah, I'll lose points for going over the line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they start, start adding things in, they go backwards. You hit the ceiling. Yeah, you hit it, now you're going back down. Um... So yeah, I got that seven over the line. At some point, I definitely want to revisit. Obviously, double backflips always there. And uh, you, I think how many of those you tried? Double backflip. Yeah. Uh, all in all, like ten. And are you anywhere near? You, how close on the second rotation have you got? It's uh, not so much the rot- like the second rotation. It's just I don't. I don't think I really nailed the takeoff for the first one. Okay. So like so the ropes- another Tony, another way of saying zero rotation on yeah. the second one. <laughs> <laughs> no like I, I get around I get around to my head and like I'm spotting my landing but I'm landing flat on my face I'm not landing on my ski but no way man that's pretty cool it's it's getting there but you gotta change the boat speed you gotta change Slower? the rope length you know you're a little faster faster a little bit faster and then I was putting so, my rope about two meters longer so I had a more time in the air to flip okay. so, so then I don't want to become wakeboarding and have to hit double ups and go on a high pole like i want to do it in a trick ski sense if i put a high pole on and i hit the hugest double up i can land a double backflip all right then but that's not trick skiing so i mean you're on your new model the new graviton model the joel uh, joel poland model and the ltd, the LTD of course and you know, I mean, that trick ski has been around for donkey's years now. I mean, re- in relative terms, you know. So, uh, I mean, how much how much influence did you have in that ski's uh, design uh, aside from the aesthetics? I mean, I was definitely the, the guinea pig. Matt's the one designing the ski, so I've been skiing with Matt the last 10 years. So I was definitely the guinea pig in building that ski. Actual input, I had no idea what to do with a trick ski to make it better so i'm just giving feedback and he was kind of translating that but i mean i think that's very smart isn't it joel like i mean you're doing so well you're whatever skis underneath you you're improving at yep. I, I wouldn't bother with trying to yeah, figure I that stuff out yet no i mean i don't need to worry about what the ski's doing i mean i'm surrounded by people who know what the ski's doing and can change it to do what i want so 
Now, what about you with D three, uh, Freddie? I mean, you, I mean, you work. I mean, you're working a lot uh, with uh, with the with the folks there in trying to improve uh, the ski in which you ride. Isn't that correct? Or uh, or are you taking a little bit of a hands off approach on that? Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm more sort of in Joel's uh, lane. I guess it's a similar kind of thing. Like Will Bush, who I really do trust to make fantastic salm skis. I mean, I've been there. I think this is season number four, and I've always loved the ski I've been on since being there. So. He sends me a ski and he asks what I thought about it. I, I hope I'm a good communicator of what I feel and I, I can kind of give him the feedback that he needs. But I'm not sort of saying, hey, Will, the bevel's not working or like the, you know, the flat spot needs to be. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. And I don't necessarily want to understand it because I know that I've got so much more to improve on my own skiing. I, I'm so far from a finished article that I don't want to starts blaming my ski which i think it's I'd a be tricky way to, to go when you start looking at the ski and trying to fix that and not your issues yeah i mean it can it can help like i mean if i could have something that masks my issues that would be great too i'd like that but i i i think there'd be such a learning curve in getting to the point where i could sort of yeah. direct that i think it would be it would take my skiing down a level before it came back up yeah i'm not sure i want that all right then before we end this podcast and it has uh, gone on for a little while you know i mean i, I generally put these podcasts and cap them out at about 25 30 minutes you know because well uh, some people uh, can't can't listen to a podcast that more than an hour long but uh, i try and keep it c- concise you know robust and everything like that so i'm going to ask you one more question same question to both of you where do you see this sport in five years time me first okay uh where do i see it in five years time i mean i think it's it's a big question but what i can say is that if we continue along the same uh path as we have since five years ago that would be huge i mean we've we've seen numbers come through the roof in terms of in terms of viewership but you know obviously we're nowhere near where we need to be to, to attract big sponsors but if we can continue if the level of broadcast can be even 20 percent better than it is now having improved by 100 percent in the last five years that would be huge we just need to find a way to get the product out the product's great in my opinion we've got great tournaments we've got a great uh we've got wade on the dock there's you guys commentating and there's great skiing happening in front of it in three different events i do think that in five years time trick skiing's gonna be a lot bigger than it is now i really do I, and i think that with, with the way that donal's put this together i was talking to him about this morning i think that this is this is the beginning of something quite huge and we've got a i say we ev- everyone involved in the sport's got to put it together to where we can put ski- trick skiing in front of people and that will help the sport overall what say you joel i think it would be cruel to put a cap on where i think we could get to in the next five years but what i can see is having a unified tour i mean we have that started already and i can only see that really going uphill from here with pro water ski tour and having the webcast the way i picture skiing in the next five years is that each event will follow through to the next and that we will have a continuous tour rolling year on end where there's value to that and that's building already that's already started i only really see that growing larger and i don't know where that will get to in the next next five years but i know it's going to get better all right then so we'll put a put a cap on this this has been the twbc podcast the Wandsworth special as it were (laughs) And I'm going to give the mic to each of you guys to say your thanks and acknowledgements to those that have uh, supported you up to this time. I'd like to thank Joel for um, really giving me a, uh, a, a somewhat of an idol below me to you know to not how, how not to act you know like to to, to act in a in a better way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, 
well everyone everyone knows who they are lots of people I, I hope I tell everyone who I am grateful to that I am grateful to them and thank you to all of you people I want to thank you Tony that's a good one I do want to thank you because I feel like you've been doing this job for quite a while now and I really think someone needs to interview you at some point soon or maybe that might you that wait for the TWBC uh, World Championships documentary that comes out there is an f- extraordinary Tony Lightfoot interview extraordinary perfect well well I want to thank you Tony thank you very much for everything you're doing for our sport and being the voice behind it Wow, shucks. Indeed. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, that was Joel Poland and uh, Freddie Winter in this, the once with special of the TWBC podcast. And until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.